42! Blue, 42! Hut, hut, hike! This is The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5, America's one and only sports talk show. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I am Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Justin Knight. Oh, how's it going, man? Ah, it's going great. I'm just uh, sitting here. I've got COVID. Uh, That's not Mm. great, but I am getting some days off work. That's, I guess, nice. Hey, quarantine. Yeah, nothing Mm. wrong with some good quarantine time. Mm, Quarantine. I'm a big fan sometimes. Sometimes I'm not, though. Justin... We've got some. Uh, we've got a packed episode coming up. We're going to talk about the news that's happened this week in the NFL, in college football, in college basketball, and then we're going to uh, get into our topic of the week, which is uh, some of the dumbest crimes ever committed by athletes. Which I'm looking forward to. Perfect. I love it. But how about we start out with some news, as we always do? Uh, the NFL coaching carousels come to an end with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, hiring former Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell is their new head coach. That wraps up the nine uh, positions that were open for different teams. Uh, they're all filled now. There is a rumor. Congratulations. Congratulations. There is a rumor that maybe uh, the Rams could have an opening here soon. I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, speaking of coaches, oh, they're though, talking about Sean McVay retiring. Yeah, it's just saying he may he may retire. Um, I don't think that'll happen. But I, yeah, that ain't happen. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, surely not. Unless he just wants to do something else. That's no. fine, too. Yeah, he uh, could. Former Tennessee coach Derek Dooley, who was the New York Giants tight end coach this past season, he has been hired to serve as offensive analyst for the Crimson Tide. Uh, I oh. guess that's a step up. If he's trying to get back into the college game, I guess it is. But... Uh, yeah, he's not going to do much for the Giants, is he? So probably probably a good call for him. Yeah, sure. Auburn's head coach Brian Harson has made some big hires this week. Eric Kizu is Auburn's new offensive coordinator after serving as the football program's wide receivers coach for most of the 2021 season. He spent four seasons under Harson at Boise State, initially came to Auburn as a senior offensive analyst, but moved into the wide receivers role after Harson fired Cornelius Williams in late September. Auburn also promoted defensive analyst Rock Bellatoni to special teams coordinator and edge linebackers coach, who has served as special teams coordinator from Utah State, Buffalo, and has also been a DC at Washington State, Florida Atlantic, and a uh, a couple other colleges. And so some inside promotions for Auburn's football program. Auburn's football spring uh, schedule has been revealed, culminating on the A-Day game, which will be held on April 9th. Justin, you're going to be attending the A-Day game this year. Uh, I never have, and I never plan to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. I'll just, I'll, I'll just, I'll just check it out on TV. Yeah, I usually, I, I usually watch a replay of it on TV. I don't think I've ever even watched any of them live. I'm usually doing something. No, I'm yeah. I may have caught some of them live before, but yeah, most of the time I just catch highlights from it just to see, you know, how everybody looked. 
Uh, in more controversial news, the college football playoff is going to stay at four teams through the current contract, which runs until 2025. What do you think about this? Good idea or bad idea? It's fine with me. Yeah. It's better I, than I, having 12 teams. Yes, definitely. I don't want any more than four. Uh, I know a lot of people do, but after this year, I don't know how you could say you want to see two more blowouts or what have you. Yeah, because, yeah, Cincinnati finally got their chance a non-power five team. You know, they were easily handled. And then, you know, Michigan, they got handled too. So, yeah, what's the point of adding, you know, two more teams if, yeah, you're just going to see a couple of meaningless games that said, like, oh, so happy. Let's go ahead and get our participation trophy. We made it here. I mean, mm. I don't want to see that. I want to see I want to see two good games. Yeah. And we really – but, see, you haven't seen – when's the last time we had a good semifinal game? Georgia and Oklahoma? Probably. That was probably the last good semifinal game. And that was, what, 2019? So, that was 2017. 2017. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So about, so about five years ago. So uh, it's, you know, most of the time – it. that's why I, I, I like the BCS a lot of times because it really was the two best teams most of the time. Um, I, but see, I, but also like the four teams because you get, t- you know, an extra, two extra games. It's fun to watch, a playoff kind of atmosphere. It, it's neat. But, you know, a lot of these semifinal games just haven't – they haven't lived up to the hype. It's just been, we already know who's going to win, and this is going to be a blowout. So, you know, I have mixed feelings on it. Um, maybe six teams would be neat, and then you give one and two seed a bye. Um, but, yeah, I'm fine with four. What I think I'd like to see is a sliding scale, and there's no way, this logistically would be a nightmare. There's no way you could actually make it work. But, like, if there are four great teams, just have four. If there's six good teams, then make it six. You know, make it a sliding. But yeah, that's that impossible. that would be pretty tough. Yeah, that yeah. would that would be a mess every year. It'd be so much controversy; it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, but in a perfect because, yeah, world. Yeah, because you could have one year where they're like, oh, "We're only going to do four teams," and you're like, "Hey, what the heck? What about these two teams? They were pretty good too, huh?" And they get left out. So yeah, that that would be kind of a mess. Well, Alabama basketball this week they were ranked in the top twenty-five for the first time in five weeks before facing Mississippi State on Wednesday who the Tide edged out 80-75. to And that was a wild game that saw Kitterly score 21 points. Shackleford, uh, he had 12, and Nate Oates ejected for receiving two technical fouls. Hmm. What is your opinion on uh, on coaches getting ejected? Should that happen if all they're doing is yelling at a ref? Pretty sure he was the first SEC coach to get ejected. I don't recall any other um, coaches so far this season getting ejected. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Um well, I don't know. It doesn't happen very often, but, I mean, you must be saying something uh, to get ejected like that, so I, I don't know. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of people say this week, like, if you can't ref while you're getting yelled at, you shouldn't. this shouldn't be your job. And I guess there's something to that, but also maybe just treat everybody with respect when you can. I get it gets heated. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably gets to one point where you're like, look, if this guy ain't going to shut up, well, I'll, I'll get him something to shut up about. So, but yeah, I mean, a lot of these, I mean, this is going over the NBA, but the NBA referees, they'll throw you out for anything. They're pretty bad about it. But I feel like college hasn't been too bad about throwing people out, but now they're officiating on the other hand. They all suck. College referees, terrible. Out of all, you know, umpires in baseball, uh, referees, officials in NFL, you know, any of these, basketball has the worst officials out of any sport. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I think that I'd it's. So. I think it's worse that, like, when a, a baseball manager gets thrown out than when a a basketball coach does, just because they're in the dugout. Like, you're not worried about your safety <laughs> or anything. You no. know. I mean, it's in happens. baseball. That's a com. Yeah, baseball. That's a common thing. They get thrown out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's nothing new. Well, as for Auburn, the now number two Tigers beat Vandy ninety four to eighty on Wednesday. Uh, Jabari Smith was the uh, superstar of this one, scoring 31 points, going 7 for 10 from the three-point range, seven of those being consecutive. Uh, he became the first Auburn player with 30 points on 60% shooting in an SEC game in eight years, and the first Auburn freshman to drop 30 since Tony Douglas in the 04-05 season. Special. I mean, it's uh, pretty incredible to see, you know, he's 6'9", 6'10", to have such you know pure stroke that he does, especially I think from the three point line. I mean, especially after that game, he's shooting like 41, 42 percent, which is incredible, especially for someone that size. Um, it's, it's a pure shot. It's uh, pretty incredible to see. And you know, right now I think the projection would be a number two pick to the uh, Magic. Um, I mean, I could see him going one, two. You know, either either those spots pretty good. And then um, of course, you know, Walker Kessler too had a fantastic night. I think he had like 22, 23 points, but. Uh, and he's moved up, I think, to 18th in the uh, latest draft stock. So, you know, both those guys, it's it's hard to pick just one, you know, like who is the big centerpiece of the team. But you can't have one without the other. So, I, you know, both of them play a key role. And, yeah, it was Jabari's time of the season. And it was, uh, it was pretty special to watch. I, like you said, I think he made those seven threes in a row. Like he didn't miss. I think he missed his first three. And then after that, it was it was money. Yeah, I think um, I think he missed two, made seven, and missed one. I think. If, okay, yeah, it may have been what it, it was. It was, it was, yeah, it was incredible to watch because uh, you know Auburn got off to a slow start, and really that was Vandy's best half they played, and then they were still losing by four, and then you know Auburn took control in the second half. So, you know, another great win. Um, and uh, yeah, it was you know just another incredible game. It's been a special season to watch. I'll say that, and you know, every, after every game, you know, I'm just looking forward to postseason play. Things didn't go so well for the Tide or Tigers on Saturday. Bama lost at Kentucky 90-81, and Auburn was upset at Florida 63-62. For the Bama game, the leading scorers were Keon Ellis with 28 points, followed by Jaden Shackelford with 18, and Noah Gurley with 12. The only three to break double digits there. And the leading scorers for Auburn were Jabari Smith with 28 points, followed by Katie Johnson with 12, and Walker Kessler with 11 the Tide and Tigers will try to bounce back this week with Bama on the road against Vandy on Tuesday and hosting South Carolina on Saturday. Auburn will host Ole Miss Wednesday and travel to Tennessee on Saturday. So an exciting week coming Tennessee up. Tennessee will be tough. Yeah. Well, Justin, before we uh, get into our topic of the day, it is time for our favorite weird news of the week segment, Mismanagers. Well, favorite, favorite. I don't know why you're making fun of me. I'm, 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 this isn't cool. Some of us can't speak. Don't blame well. it on COVID. I have COVID, Justin. Let me let me play the theme song. And now it is time for mismanagers. The headline of this article by Mashable is, "Oh no, construction workers find a bunch of teeth inside a wall." Oh my gosh, that's horrifying. Wait, what? Yeah. Student says she gave cookies containing grandfather's ashes to classmates. Why would you <laughs> ever tell someone that? Angry Seal helps Australian police bust drug smuggling ring. <laughs> Justin, this week, 
is the week of absolute lunatics. And I mean, I've got some mm. stories of people who just really lost it recently. Are you ready for this? Let's hear it. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm going to ease you into it. So first, before we, we have okay. an update, we have an update. If you recall last week, Justin, a mayor in Ohio suggested that allowing ice fishing shanties could lead to prostitution. And then mm. he gave no explanation. That was a pretty bold claim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he gave no explanation as to how he came to that logic. Well, this week, uh, since that, he has resigned out of humiliation. <laughs> so good on him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, that he tra- was coming. He tried to play it off as a joke. He's like, nobody gets my dry humor. Mm, but then you resign. Yeah. That's not. That's, yeah. Doesn't seem Whatever. like it was uh, humor. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, now for the lunatic stuff. Let me let me ease you into it. I'm gonna get. It's gonna escalate throughout these stories. Okay. All right. All right. So first story. As over-the-road truckers protested COVID-related mandates in Canada's capital city, a 20-year-old Akron, Ohio man wanted to get in on the action. So on February 7th, he called in a bomb threat to the Putnam County Sheriff's Office in Ottawa. Ohio. This man said he was going to set off a bomb in Ottawa, then called back a second time and said he'd been shot. Uh, Oh my gosh. What actually happened was he found out he was talking to Ohio and not Canada, the wrong (laughs) Ottawa. So he got embarrassed and then uh, faked being shot. He later admitted this wasn't true and there's no bomb. What an idiot. Obviously. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) Obviously. Uh, okay, let's take things one a step further, Justin, okay? Okay, on, bump it up. On February 6th, a man in Raleigh, North Carolina, was stopped at a red light when the woman in the car next to him exited her car and approached his passenger window. She screamed at him, fix my car, fix the problem. Uh, Once I locked the car, he said, she got more aggressive. The man wanted to drive away, but he was boxed in by cars. He says, next thing I know, I seen the big knife coming out, the big machete knife. She pulled it out from the sleeve and started beating his passenger side window with it. Eventually, she broke through the window. He says, I was just pressed against my driver's side seat until I could step on the gas. When the light changed, he drove to a police station where he filed a report. That's terrifying. So... He didn't do anything to her car. She just jumped right out and yeah, he, started beating on his car. She just had something she needed fixed, apparently. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Let me go ask this guy next to him by bringing out a machete. That'll probably get the job done, huh? Threaten <laughs> him into doing so. it. You think so. Okay, oh, this is the one know. where someone really loses it. You ready? Okay. On February 6th, the same day, according to Kyong Moulton, uh, she returned to her home in Palm Bay, Florida, and found leaves on her lawn. Uh, assuming the neighbors across the street had put them there, she fetched her leaf blower and blew them back over into their lawn. The man across the street and his mother went outside to confront Moulton, the woman, and his sister joined them. Uh, the arrest report says Moulton slapped the sister and stabbed her in the leg with a steak knife. Over leaves? As the man tried to help his sister... He was allegedly stabbed in the arm. Moulton also pushed the mother to the ground. She denies stabbing anyone, but surveillance video does show a stabbing. But no knife was recovered. Nevertheless, Moulton was stabbed. Or, sorry, was charged with two counts of aggrava- aggravated battery and one count of battery on a person 65 or older. So, I'm confused. Molten was the one that found leaves in front of her yard? Okay, so this lady, she found leaves on her yard. She blew them over. 
to the other yard. Some people okay. across the street came out and they were like, hey, what are you doing? And instead of explaining, she pulls out a knife and she stabs the people who confronted her. Oh, okay. Well, um, you know, maybe she was just really scared. <laughs> I can't defend this woman. Um, uh, I mean, what are they confronting her about? She's just getting the leaves off her front yard in the first place. So, I mean, mistake number one. But then, I mean, obviously she was crazy since she has a knife on her. And she just whips it out and starts stabbing people. Yeah. Um, Jeez, yeah. Uh, that's why sometimes you just need to mind your own business and something like this won't happen. And I'm going to give you a less violent one to end on, on a higher note, Justin. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know if it's a higher note, but it's a, it's a note for sure. We that's can all fine. agree. <laughs> An unnamed woman from Paterna, Spain, received a $570 fine in January for not picking up her dog's poop while she visited uh, Benal Medina last August. Wow, that's a hefty fine. Yeah. Um, so apparently, do you want to know how they knew it was hers? Her yeah, dogs, at least? How? Well, uh, the notice included the street where the excrement was found and the date. Turns out, ADN Carino, a Spanish company that maintains a database of canine DNA, works with authorities all over the country, mostly in the service of finding owners of lost dogs and preventing abuse, but now also tracking down offenders of poop-scooping laws. See, this is some of these countries are nuts, man. Imagine spending all your time and probably a lot of money on trying to track people who have let their dog poop somewhere and they didn't pick it up. Annoying, yes. Uh, now, is this over the top? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Yeah, I thought so too. Anyway, that's where we are. <laughs> so, Jeez. Uh, remind well, me never to go to Spain or live there. I will remind you. When you Thank when you, you come up to me and go, hey, I think I'm going to go live in Spain. I'm going to go, well, you know, if your dog poops, it's $570. So. Yeah, it cost you $570 for your dog to poop. Remember that. <laughs> well, we're up against a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the dumbest crimes ever committed by athletes. So stay tuned. All right, welcome back to the Game Managers. I'm Nick Norris, and with me is Justin Knight. I'm still here. Justin, the Alvin Kamara story continues to build. The Saints running back was arrested after the Pro Bowl a couple weeks ago after he was allegedly involved with the beating of a man in Las Vegas. Now, Kansas City Chiefs cornerback Chris Lemons is a wanted suspect for the same case. And we still don't know the whole story, but it did give me an idea for a topic for this week's episode, which is right. dumbest crimes committed by athletes. Mm. Uh, you want to just dive into these here? Let's get it. All, right, all these stories come from Bleacher Report, Sportster, and Sports Scroll. I'll link all articles below for anyone listening on our podcast feeds. If you're listening on the radio and want to read more of these later, just Google dumbest crimes athletes, and they, they pop up on like the first page. There's so. plenty there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So the first one we get here, during the 2000 to 2001 season, Eddie Belfer scared a woman after drinking too much, uh, resulting in a call to the cops. When the police arrested him, he decided to try to bribe them with an offer of $1 billion. Oh my gosh. This is a uh, NHL player. One what billion. Is this, Austin Powers? $1 billion. <laughs> Yeah, believe it or not, they didn't take the bribe, uh, probably because it sounds ridiculous. 
I would have taken it. <laughs> I mean, if he would have had the cash, yeah. Would you have just taken it to take that chance? Uh, yeah, I would just been like, look, hey, maybe he's got a billion dollars somewhere. <laughs> uh, I'll take it. That's hilarious to me. That's a that's a good one to kick it uh, off. What you got there for us? All right, next, 1999, uh, Pedro Guerrero. He was a uh, 300 hitter for the Dodgers and Cardinals from 1978 to 1992. He tried to buy, a, look, this is an insane mount, 33 pounds of cocaine <laughs> from an undercover cop. Uh, he surprisingly served no time because his lawyer convinced the court that he was too stupid to realize he was participating in a drug deal. How, what do you mean too stupid? He asked for it. He said, I would love 33 pounds of cocaine. How is that too stupid to realize? And he got away with it. That's what's great. He got away with it. Jeez. 33 yeah, fact, pounds? I mean, that is a lot of cocaine. Because most people are maybe ask him for like half a kilo, which how much is half a kilo to pounds? I, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know how much any of this would cost. <laughs> it would be in- but yeah, 33 pounds? I mean, that's... Golly, that's got to cost a lot. I mean, that dude must be carrying a lot of money on him. That's like the Costco or Sam's Club of, of drugs. Yeah, cocaine. I want the Sam's cocaine, if you know what I mean. That would, wow. that would you could kill a pasture of cows with that much cocaine. <laughs> I don't know what, he, yeah, I, I guess my thing, I guess he was going to maybe buy it and then just try to resell it for more. I don't know. Mm. What an idiot. Yeah, he, was, he was stupid, I'll say that. Yeah, for real. And to think that he just got away with it. They were just like, yeah, well, he was so dumb he didn't know what he was doing. Really? Yeah, he's so stupid. He's a major league athlete who you know has played for 14 years. It's probably gained some kind of smarts, but yet he's too stupid to realize that he's going through a drug deal. Uh, here's one. Michael Vick is known for his alleged dogfighting ring, which is you know just atrocious, but mm. that's just one of his many legal troubles. Perhaps his most entertaining is when a woman filed a civil suit against Vic, claiming that he gave her an STD, even though he knew he had the disease. Uh, during the hearing, it was alleged, this is the funny part, that Vic visited multiple clinics under the alias Ron Mexico to receive Ron. treatments for the disease. <laughs> Ron Mexico. That's Not your name? Not a very clever name. Yeah, you couldn't think of anything better. Um, Ron Mexico. Have you met anybody with the last name Mexico? No, of course not. <laughs> no, I haven't ridiculous. either. Ron Mexico. Now that's now that's too stupid to realize what you're doing right there. Is so you can't even come up with a better name. I mean, magic. I mean, obviously they're going to find this out in court. They're going to be like, "Huh, a Ron Mexico went to go get tested. I wonder who that could have been." Huh. I like to imagine that he's in his his Philadelphia Eagles jersey. But he has a little mustache on. Yeah, he's wearing, he's wearing a sombrero. a sombrero or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ron Mexico. I am Ron Mexico. Uh, are uh, you? Okay. Are you sure? You awfully look like that quarterback that plays for the Eagles. You look like Michael. I'm sorry, the Falcons. This is. Probably, I guess this is when he was playing for the Falcons too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You look like that guy that plays for the Falcons, huh? Ron Mexico. Jeez. Okay, let's just move on here. All the right. Green Bay Packers. Najee Dump Truck Davenport. Great uh, name. He broke into yeah, great. He broke into a woman's dorm and okay, um, yeah. 
Uh, this just kind of caught me off guard because I wasn't really expecting that. <laughs> Good. Uh, he just he just pooped all in the woman's laundry basket during a pro training camp on a college campus. So I guess he so, just decided he was just going to go take a crap in the woman's laundry. And here's the thing. He wasn't a student. He was with the Packers at a training camp on a college campus. I see why they call him Dump Truck. Um, so he accepted a plea bargain and had to complete 100 hours of community service. Upon leaving the courtroom, he shouted, Where's the evidence? Where's the manure? Where's I didn't know the he evidence? was a cow just dropping manure. Where's the manure? <laughs> Obviously, they took his they took his poop and said, Oh, let's test the DNA. Obviously, yep, it's a Najee dump truck Davenport. It was him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So this is, what uh, an this idiot. Is coming I can't believe this- We've got two options. It's either Najee Dump Davenport or Ron Mexico. Mexico. I can't decide who it is. <laughs> oh, no. What an idiot. All these people crazy. are so far just stupid. That's got to be CTE, right? That's that's CTE. He that or he's just he was just so drunk. He had no idea. Or high. He just had in no the, idea what he was doing. But in the middle of a training camp? Like in the... I don't know. Thank you, CTE. Uh, who knows? I mean, there's been baseball yeah. players who've pitched high as we've covered before so who knows yeah here we go in 2011 miguel cabrera received a dui the cops stopped him when they noticed his engine was smoking cops smelled alcohol and cabrera rolled down the window cabrera's speech was impaired but cops knew cabrera was hammered when he took a pull from a bottle of scotch he had in his passenger seat good for him (laughs) yeah he's just throwing it back man what what else you gonna do He's like, I'm an athlete. What are they going to do to me? <laughs> okay, so um, September 2004, had the great Randy Moss. He was driving in downtown Minneapolis when he attempted an illegal turn. I'm guessing he tried a U-turn. Um, a, tra- a traffic control officer, Amy Zaccardi, stepped in his way to stop him. Moss hit her with his car, but apparently not enough for the assault with a deadly weapon charge to stick. When the police finally stopped him, they found a small amount of marijuana in the car. He uh, Moss settled with traffic control officer in civil court, and he was rumored to receive close to six, or she was uh, rumored to receive close to six figures. Incredible! Just luck of the draw. You're out on duty. She bar- you know, Randy Moss barely taps you with his car, and then you get rewarded almost six six figures. Oh, what a day! The dream. <laughs> it's the dream. Seriously. Just yeah. put me in that position. Somebody. <laughs> I will. I'll put you in it. I mean, I, I'm not going to get any money from me. but <laughs> I'll hit you with my car, but yeah, I ain't going to give you anything. <laughs> well, Randall Simon, he played in the MLB for almost nine years, and his most famous on-field performance got him arrested during the famous seventh-inning Brewer's Sausage Race. Simon, at first base for the visiting Pirates, reached over the dugout, uh, and struck the Italian sausage with a bat. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Mandy Block, the 19-year-old inside the suit, only suffered a few scrapes when she fell and knocked down the hot dog character in the process, but Simon <laughs> was booked after the game for misdemeanor battery. The charges were later reduced to a fine with the strictest punishment coming from the league, a three-game suspension and a $2,000 fine. He hit a woman with a bat and only had to pay $2,000. And he only had a three-game suspension for that? Yeah. What in the world? That's it. Also, what what in the world did the sausage lady say to him to gla- grab a bat and say, "I'm just gonna knock her right upside the head"? Yeah, I think you can watch the video, and he just he just reaches over. I guess he just thought it'd be funny. She reaches over. She's running. She obviously doesn't say anything to him because she's like 
running from far away, and he leans over with the bat. You know what? He may have thought, I could probably hit her with this and be funny, yeah, part of the show, and it won't hurt or anything. It'll be fine. It'll just be, oh, boop, she's got a little costume on. She can't feel it. Uh, <laughs> that's too bad. Oh, what a lunatic. Yeah, probably not the best sense of humor there. Mm. Um, all right, next one, we've got Nate Newton was arrested twice in a month with loads of marijuana. The first arrest, he had 213 pounds. and the second arrest, he had 175 pounds. Um, he got out of jail in less than a month after the first arrest, and then he tried to do it again five weeks later. So, first off, if you have that much marijuana, you're definitely selling like crazy. I mean, he's traveling, he's getting rid of this marijuana. Got, I mean, there's no way you're just keeping, you want 213 marijuanas for yourself. You know where he got marijuana. it? Where's that? From that player that bought 33 pounds oh, of cocaine yeah. or whatever. Wanted all the cocaine. They probably yeah. hooked up somehow, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, how do you get off 213 pounds? I don't know. That's a lot. It seems like a lot. I mean, did he did, did he do the same thing? Did he plead? I, you know, I don't know. I, w- I don't know how all this marijuana came to my possession. It was just kind of there, and I was just trying to get rid of it. And it was <laughs> I was innocent. I was ignorant to the fact. <sighs> On January 30th, 1999, Atlanta Falcons safety Eugene Robinson was arrested for soliciting, uh, for um, looking for an, a, uh, an illegal companion, let's say, who... Um, ended up being an undercover police officer. <laughs> By itself, there was nothing spectacular about this incident. Numerous NFL players before and after have committed the same offense, but there are two things working against Robinson here. Uh, first, this is pretty good. First, uh, this happened the night before Super Bowl thirty-three. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he got caught, so he was in jail for the whole night before, hmm. which affected his performance the next day. The, the, the he biggest, still got to play? He still got to play. He oh posted gosh. bailing it to play. But here's the, the worst part of it. Okay, you ready? The big difference was that earlier in the day, Robinson was awarded the 1999 Bart Starr Award for High Moral Character by the religious group Athletes in Action. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the same day. I'm guessing they took that award away immediately when they found out. They're like, nah, we'll give it to somebody else. Uh, Affected by his lack of sleep, it uh, hurt his performance, and they lost the Super Bowl to the Broncos, of course, 34-19. Yeah, how how ironic. All right, I've got former Oregon State University offensive lineman Tyler Patrick Thomas. He has three dumb offenses to go with his trio of names. So on August 22nd, 2010, Thomas did the following while absolutely intoxicated. He trespassed into a stranger's home. He was found completely naked. And when confronted by police, instead of getting on the ground, he dropped into a three-point football stance and lunged at the cops. (laughs) All right, so he had to break out the tasers just to get this guy. So he was charged with criminal trespassing criminal mischief, and resisting arrest. And then Oregon State, they cut him from the team, ending his otherwise promising football career. Probably what a, a way call. to end it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, who? Yeah, he could be like, you know, I was going to play in the NFL, but, you know, I had some things, you know, some injuries, or maybe uh, some what? 
uh, you know, I was just running around naked, <laughs> broke into somebody's house, and then tried to charge at police. <laughs> this mm. sounds like something that would be on, like, a cop show that that isn't real. Like, you'd watch it and be like, that would never happen. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Kind of thing. You're like, no way. No, nobody can be that completely drunk to do something like that. <laughs> just the gall to think... I can defeat these cops with tasers and guns if I get in a three-point stance. <laughs> it would have been great, too, if you just started doing, like, a blue 42. <laughs> Said hut. It would be great. Okay, how about this one? In 2010, former Colts punter Pat McAfee uh, went for a late-night drunken swim in a canal in an Indianapolis nightlife district. When the cops asked him why he was wet, he told them because it was raining. The thing is, the thing was, though, it wasn't raining, not a drop of rain on the pavement. Uh, the cops were actually initially called to the scene because a shirtless McAfee tried to enter a woman's car, prompting her to call the police. That's not a good look. Uh, but, yeah. You just said this to was be, Pat, Pat McAfee? Yeah, the McAfee yeah. show or whatever. I've never liked him. Yeah, I I know a lot of people like his show. I think it's okay or whatever. I mean, it's Probably it's better than what we do or whatever, but it's not, I don't love is it. Is it? I don't know. Is it? I haven't watched it in Come years. Uh, yeah, just to be like, it was raining. That's it? You don't want to feel like, oh, it's That's the a, best you could do. I was in a hot tub. You don't want to say that? <laughs> it was pouring rain, but there's, there's not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> Jeez. So former red pitcher, uh, Mike Leak, he stole six American rag t-shirts from Macy's in 2011. Uh, the total value of the shirts was sixty bucks. Uh, Leak was making four hundred and twenty-five thousand that season. So if Leak spent his entire year's salary on American Rag T-shirts, he could have bought forty-two thousand five hundred eighty-five shirts. So this guy who's making almost half a million says, yeah. "I'm gonna steal some T-shirts from Macy's because it's not like I'm making enough to begin with. I can't afford." What was this? He he did six, how many shirts? Six. Six shirts. Fifty nine. So about ten bucks. So ten bucks a shirt. He can't he can't put down you know sixty bucks because you know that's too expensive. Not with his four hundred twenty five thousand dollars salary. So he's going to try to steal ten dollar t shirt. This is my theory on this. Okay, I think that he's just doing it for the thrill of stealing something, because surely he's not actually saving up sixty bucks. Like that's that's insanity. Or yeah, maybe he's that cheap. Maybe he's maybe. just like, look, I can't do this. I'll just resort and stealing. That's my best option here. Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay. People are dumb. Uh, O.J. Simpson makes every sports crime list, but this one isn't about the Bronco chase. Uh, in 2007, O.J. and some others broke into an, a Las Vegas hotel room of a former sports memorabilia memorabilia dealer, sorry, and stole OJ Sports memorabilia at gunpoint. When questioned the day after the incident, OJ said, I'm OJ Simpson. How am I going to think that I'm going to rob somebody and get away with it? Besides, I thought uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What? You know what? He's probably not the best of fellows, if we had to be honest. Well, he was convicted... He was convicted of all 12 charges and sentenced to 33 years in prison. He got out early on parole, of course, but... Just to be like, your excuse is, well, I thought what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What? Yeah, and I'm O.J. Simpson. I can do whatever the heck I want. <laughs> you think they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, you're right. Because you it said happened, that? Yeah. yeah, it happened in Las Vegas. You know, now that you're over in, uh, 
the neighboring uh, city here. Yeah, we can't do anything about it since it happened in Vegas. It stays there. Oh, gosh. People, uh, yeah, people are really stupid. People are stupid. People are so stupid. Uh, uh, last one. The dumbest crime of the night was by uh, Plaxico Burris, a giant squad receiver, ex-giant squad receiver, who had an unregistered gun at a nightclub. The gun began to slide down his leg as he was dancing, and when he tried to bring it back up, he uh, he shot himself in the leg. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> he turned himself in two days later, was sentenced for two years. Wow, that's the dumbest thing in the world. Can you imagine going to prison and then looking over and be like, what are you in for? Uh, I accidentally shot myself. <laughs> I was at a club dancing and I shot myself in the leg. <laughs> Jeez. Um, he didn't serve those two years, though, did he? I think he served 20 months or something like that. Okay. So not not quite two years. Something under it. I can't remember off the top of my head. He got some time. Also, look, sure. if you're going to carry a gun on you, carry it a better way. I mean, the fact that it's just sliding down his leg, obviously he didn't know what he was doing in the first place and then trying to bring it up. And he didn't even have the safety on to begin with either. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> Well, I told you recently about the people that lived across from me who was firing a gun. One of them was like, where's the safety? I told you about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real smart. Yeah, so there's some people across the yard that were shooting. Well, it wasn't across the yard. We were at this this river house, and these people across the water were shooting uh, their guns into the water as we were on the, the Bay of Cross. And we're like, hey, there's people over here. And they didn't stop. And then like, we called the police. They <laughs> the went over there. Downhill. They came back and they started yelling obscenities at us. And then uh, I heard one of them say, where's the safety? Because they didn't know where it was. And then they just started firing over toward our side. Good, pe- good people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would probably say, though, since they didn't even know where the safety is, they probably couldn't hit something two feet in front of them. So They, they were going to try. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, Justin, we have learned all about the dumbest crimes committed by athletes, but... I think I would like to know just a bit more. And what better way to learn than by visiting your learning corner? It's time for your world-renowned segment, The Learning Corner with Professor Knight. All right, students, gather round and put on your listening ears. It's time to visit The Learning Corner with Professor Knight. What are we learning today, Professor? Oh, hey, welcome to my weekly segment. So today, since we're going off the topic of crimes and stuff like that, I wanted to get into some Alabama laws. Some laws you may have never known, or so, you know, just trying to keep you up to date just in case, you know, you're not, you're caught in a sticky situation. Let's make sure this doesn't happen to you. So I'm just going to tell you some, some important laws you need to know. So one of them, so uh, you must have windshield wipers on your car at all times. That is a law in the state of Alabama. Is that an only an Alabama thing? I wonder. Uh, yes, this is Alabama laws. Huh. So, I mean, it could be laws somewhere else, but in Alabama, this is a law. You must have windshield wipers on your car. So that's important. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you're in... Mo- yeah. So and when you're in Mobile, this is important. Mm-hmm. If you really like oranges, it's illegal to spit orange peels onto the sidewalk. <laughs> only in Mobile? Only in Mobile. <laughs> Why, why wouldn't they just say littering? Why are they so specific? <laughs> Do not spit orange so, peels so on our throw, sidewalk. 
can you throw it down? Do you, I mean, if you don't spit it, can you just? You know, it? I don't know. That's a that's a good point. I wonder if you know you threw it down and they're like, "Hey, you can't do that." And you're like, "Well, it only says you can't spit it. I can throw it if I want. Maybe." Who spits orange pills? Who spits an yeah. orange pill? Who eats an orange pill like in the first place? Why you spit? Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> the real right. people oh. are weird. Hmm. Um. So this is actually. I don't know if this is still a thing or not, but uh, putting salt on a railroad track can be punishable by death. Oh, wow. So here's the reason. Um, the reason behind it is salt can attract cattle onto the tracks, and obviously that is not a good thing. So leave the salt at home. Huh. See, I, I would so, have thought, oh, that's a good thing because you help it from freezing. But yeah, I guess if it's putting cows in the... Ooh, I wonder how many times that's happened. That's, that has to happen know. a lot, too, with roadkill and trains. That's, that's, but uh, punishable by death, that's yes. pretty extreme. It's very extreme. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you'd I don't know if you'd get the death sentence nowadays. Surely um, not. But I'm I'm curious to know if this was ever, you know, like used. Like someone actually did this and, you know, cattle were hit. And if were they actually punishable, you know, were they punished by death? Yeah, is that that big of an inconvenience either? Like a train's gonna plow through a cow, you probably wouldn't even notice, right? Well, I mean, if it's like one hundred cows, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> sure. I, I yeah. guess I don't know. Uh, but yeah, if it was just one cow, I don't think there's gonna be an uproar about it. I don't know. How many cows are just roaming around railroad tracks, though? I can't imagine many. I I wouldn't think much. I mean, with all the fencing you have nowadays, I would say there's probably not many free roaming cows out there. So. Hmm. Um, here's another one for you. Boogers must not be flicked into the wind. <laughs> so if it's a, if there's no wind out, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, if you if it's a beautiful day, calm, there's nothing, you're probably fine. But if there's you know two mile per hour winds, you flick it up, and it's you know, it's, What's it's the, against the law. Who's regulating that? <laughs> who's going around watching for that? I would think probably not anybody. I don't know where this would have started in the first place, but it's interesting. <laughs> I wonder what the punishment um, would be if you did get caught. Do you think you could? Do you think it would hold up in court if a cop saw you do that and arrested you for it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't see how that's even possible. But the fact that it's a law may be. Yeah. Because <laughs> wow. you could say, well, the officer's following the laws. He saw you flick a booger. <laughs> <laughs> he had nothing better better to do. Um, here's another good one. It's illegal to impersonate a priest. So what? But so, can't yeah. anybody be a priest? Or do you? Is there a? There's probably a certificate. I'm right? pretty sure you have to. Be, you have to get a certificate. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Whenever don't you know dress up as a priest for Halloween's because you never know what could happen with that. Hmm. Um. It's illegal to wear a fake mustache in church because it could cause laughter. Yeah, and that's a very serious place. You don't want don't want to cause that's laughter true. in church. You don't want to laugh. All right, and another mobile one here. It's illegal to spray silly string. Silly string? Yes. You cannot spray silly string. That's illegal in Mobile. <laughs> Can you sell it? Can you sell silly string in Mobile? Good question. And now this also says confetti is also illegal in Mobile. Hmm. Even though they have the Mardi Gras parade in Mobile, I'm pretty sure that aren't they throwing confetti around there at the at the parade? Yeah, that's huge. That's like the biggest thing in the world there. Yeah, that's yeah. And there's probably silly string too. Oh, hmm. definitely, yeah. But okay. I guess, I don't know what the punishment would that be either. Probably a fine? Death. <laughs> <laughs> Get in line uh, behind the, the railroad salters. The salter. 
Mm. Um, here's a couple more for you, just some silly ones. Uh, in Montgomery, it's illegal to open an umbrella on the street. Oh, what if that's when you need it, though, right? That's when you need <laughs> so, an umbrella. <laughs> here's the reasoning behind it. Uh-huh. So it's one of those illegal things in Alabama that seems strange, but did make sense at one point in time. The opening of an umbrella is very likely to spook horses. So in society without uh, cars, it could have truly resulted in a disaster. So yeah, imagine when everybody just had horses, there's no cars. You open up an umbrella on the side of the road and you just spook this horse and it just runs off, plows through a couple of people. Probably not a great thing. Horses so, terrify me. They are not a creature that should be just owned by people. Oh <laughs> they my are, gosh. <laughs> they're huge and they, they freak out and they'll just run you over or run away like that they're, they're terrifying they're also very smart though yeah yeah they're very smart, smart. that's why there's probably another reason they shouldn't be <laughs> i don't know they, <laughs> they scare me anyway and then here's one that actually i've heard of before and i think you may have as well it's illegal to put an ice cream cone in your back pocket yeah I've, i don't know what is the reasoning i've heard this my whole life I've, nobody's ever told me why okay here's the reasoning Okay. Uh, apparently, it was once common to steal horses away from carriages by luring them away with a strategically placed ice cream cone in your back pocket. Ah, that's that's kind of smart, actually. That is smart. Yeah. So, I, there you go. Now, if you do it today and you're trying to steal somebody's horse, you know maybe they'll get you with it. But if you just decide you want to put ice cream in your back pocket, <laughs> you're probably a psychopath and you probably should be arrested. <laughs> but I'd, probably nothing will happen. But yeah, there's just there's some weird laws just for the state. I mean, I could go on forever with this, but this was just some of them. Well, thank you, Professor, for that educational segment. Up next, You're welcome. we're going to present the most prestigious awards in sports, the weekly TG Emmys. We'll be back after a quick break. Welcome, everyone, to the Game Managers, where we are about to present the most prestigious awards in the sports world, the TG Emmys. I will kick us off, if you don't mind, Justin, with the award for couple who no longer love each other but decide to settle uh, for one another anyway. This one goes to Jim Harbaugh and the University of Michigan. Oh, just agreed. Nice. I thought you were going to say Patrick Mahomes and his wife, but uh, that's a good one too. Nice. Uh, ju- yeah, they just agreed on a contract extension for Harbaugh through 2026. After he was not offered an NFL job, he tried to get. So, congratulations to the unhappy couple. <laughs> Look forward to seeing How much you want to bet that he'll be gone next season? Well, that's the thing in his for contract. An NFL there's, job. <laughs> there's like a buyout for the NFL he's worked into there. So, yeah, he's probably probably going to be gone. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. What do you got for us, well, My prestigious award for the week is newest addition to the all-pro prison team is our lovely friend Chris Lamons, who you just mentioned from Kansas City, who's facing battery charges mm. uh, with a connection with the Camara incident. So welcome to the all-pro prison team. Hey, that team, I'm telling you what, that's going to be a solid team. I mean, let's see. we got Henry Ruggs. Now you got Alvin Kamara. And now you got Chris Lamons. That's pretty good. Now all we need is for uh, Pat McAfee to get arrested again. And they can have a punter, too. That'd be good. Uh, high School Athlete of the Week goes to Seminole Christian's B.G. Braswell, who scored 35 points on Monday to lead the Eagles varsity girls team to an 85-45 win over Jacksonville Christian Academy. 
and to the Sweet 16 for the first time in school history for girls. So congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, We got our Best of the Week and Bust of the Week coming up. Best of the Week, Justin, is of course going to Rams defensive tackle. Aaron Donald coming up big Mm. on fourth and one with a sack on Joe Burrow. To turn the ball Andrew over. Burrow. Well, you got to stop making I'm really struggling today. I'm very tired. <laughs> On Joe Burrow to turn the ball over and win the Super Bowl. So congrats to Aaron How Donald. How aggravating, though, that running back didn't dive for the ball. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't, did he? It's, it's mm. rigged. Mm. And bust of the week. This is the worst of the week, essentially. It's the opposite of the best of the week. This goes to Taco Bell for their Super Bowl commercial. Did you see this? I did not. It was called The Grande Escape, and it was maybe about clowns eating tacos or something. I, I watched it, and then it went off, and I went, what What was that? But, <laughs> but I didn't say what was it in a memorable way. I just said it like, that was boring nonsense. <laughs> like, I hated yeah. that. Yeah. You spent $7 million on a commercial nobody remembers or liked. That sucks. Yeah, I, I don't re- I sure as heck don't remember it cuz I don't even remember a Taco Bell commercial. Yeah. Um but the commercials now suck. It wasn't, you know, growing up watching the Super Bowl, I was just about as excited for the commercials as I was for the football game. They were pretty good. They're creative, they're funny. I you know, Doritos had some great commercials. Um GoDaddy had good E-Trade had good commercials. Um you know, Budweiser had great ones that you remembered. Um, but now it's just, eh, nothing hits, nothing sticks. Nobody's funny. I liked the um, the Trump monkey commercials that Subaru used to do. I think it was them. Do you remember those? I don't know if I remember those. It's where, it was like OnStar, but it was a Trump monkey button, and you'd press it, and a monkey would come out of your trunk and like do so. <laughs> they were ridiculous. They were so funny. I used to think those were hilarious. Saying the Doritos ones, I remember, do you remember the one where he goes up uh, to a kid, he's like, hey, I got a time traveling machine, and he gets in, and it's just box, and he starts shaking it, and he's like, oh, and he gets out, and it's this old man in front of him. He's like, oh my gosh, it's real. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. There have been some good ones, and there probably was some good ones. I, w- I didn't watch them all this time around. I probably missed a couple of them. But, yeah, nothing really just stuck out to me, the ones I watched. There are some that's just incredibly awful. Like, do you remember when, um, and it was, I don't remember what it was for, but it was uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off 2, but he's an old man now, and he's just missing work. And that was the, oh, the yeah. that was the saddest thing in the world. <laughs> you're just like that is so depressing. Um, like he's still trying to do cool stuff, and you're just like a middle aged man missing work. Just an old man, yeah. yeah. What are you? This is sad. Like um, this isn't funny. <laughs> this is depressing. I will say the part of my favorite one though, uh, from the game was uh, they did an Austin Powers one. I think it was a car commercial, and it had everybody from Austin Powers. They had you know, in the evil circle. <laughs> That was pretty good. <laughs> I know a lot of people hated the um, the Flavor Town one, but I thought it was kind of weird and funny. A lot of people hated Flavor that. Flavor Town, yeah. Mm. Well, we have a listener email this week. This one comes from nice. Will Campbell. Hey, uh, Will. He starts with "Good morning." It's not morning, Will, but uh, good morning to you as well. <laughs> Gosh, go ahead and just delete it. I'm just, I'm not I'm not reading this. Will. Try over. That's Try fine. again next yeah. week. No, it's okay. Uh, would you guys ever consider doing an episode on most embarrassing sports moments? 
could be upset losses, getting uh, exposed after smack talking, Mark Sanchez's butt fumble, etc. Just a suggestion. Thanks. Keep up mm. the good work, Will. It's a good idea. I like that idea, actually. I just, yeah, I'm just thinking one right now is Eli Apple for the Bengals. He had a lot to talk about, and he got smoked by <laughs> Cooper Cup and the Rams. Yeah. So um, he is getting just destroyed him, but, online. Like everybody's oh, giving him gosh. such a hard time. I mean, you know, it's not like a lot of those players have much to talk about because they're sitting on the couch anyways. Um, but yeah, he did a lot of talking for a guy that's really not that good, and it showed on Sunday. But um, oh yeah, we could. There's so many uh, memories and moments in history that you could do on embarrassing, just like blowing a game that you're supposed to win in football by 30 plus points and you lose. Easy. Yeah, you could do um, you could do LSU losing to who was it Troy on their homecoming after paying them a million bucks to come mm, and play there and losing rough. to them. Uh, I'm trying to think of some more. Hey Auburn on a, uh, I think it was against Ville uh, State. They beat beat them on a field goal. Remember that game? Yeah. In overtime. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty embarrassing. Oh, Another God, Auburn one. That almost. I think it was, was it when they were first playing uh, beneath the giant Jumbotron and nearly lost to Jacksonville State? Wasn't that? That's what, I, that's what I was talking about. They oh, was won that? on the overtime field goal. That's right. Yeah, I think yeah. that was them. Yeah, and then they held up the number one like they had, like they had yep. done something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or actually, you, you could go back to this past season where we almost lost to Georgia State. Yeah, yeah. I bet there's some good commentate, like people that say something Accidentally, like commentators, that'd be some. Good oh, ones. yeah, there's some good YouTube videos on that. I could probably find yeah. some good ones on that. Worst national anthem. Yeah, I like this idea. I, I think we should do that. What about when um yeah. when the Alabama player's dad broke the crystal ball at a banquet, <laughs> the national championship crystal ball? He uh, broke it. Yeah, he there's like the trophy was out. They were having a banquet, and he bumped into it, and it fell and shattered on the ground. Jeez, I don't remember that. <laughs> the Alabama had Golly. to find a new one. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, I, I would never be able to show my face again. Oh, I'd have a heart attack because I'd be like, I can't pay for this. How am I going to pay for this? Uh, I'd, yeah, I'd just go ahead and be like, look, just go ahead and end it right now. Go ahead. Just do it. I don't want to live anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Will, for that question. If you'd like to reach the show, question. you can reach us at GameManagersPod at gmail.com or... On Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at TGM Pod. Uh, also, check out our website. You can contact us there. Uh, listen to episodes of this show, other shows. Check out all your sporting news. Uh, all that stuff is at thegamemanagers.com. It's just thegamemanagers.com. Uh, Justin, do we have anything else? No. Um, yeah. But yeah, hey, thank you all for listening. Appreciate y'all. Thank you all for the questions you send in. Mm-hmm. And uh, hope y'all have a great uh week coming up oh yeah we'll see you next week and goodbye everyone hey wargle anyways blue 42 blue 42 hut hut hi thank you for listening to the game managers like the show on facebook twitter and instagram at tgm pod until next week goodbye adios and sayonara (laughs) 